Yo, what's up? How have you been? Well, I've been very good. I'm doing well, except the fact that, you know, there's not enough oil in the country and we have to keep doing what we have to do, like, to survive, you know. <laughs> Please tell me about it, like... You're welcome to the Weekend Getaway Podcast. Hello everyone, it's your girl Oli Care again this wonderful Saturday evening. I hope you had a very amazing week. My week was very hot, it's like they just opened the gates of hell and sent out the heat to this country. And I was like, come on, like, I don't know who else felt this vibe, but today I'm having a very special guest in the studio. He is a music and sports executive. In fact, he has worked with a lot of big brands in Nigeria and is currently working with Aristocrat Records. Please put your hands together for the wonderful Mr. Alex. Hey Alex, how are you doing today? <laughs> well, your introduction actually got me like feeling fly for a moment there. I'm like, oh, if somebody can actually like acclaim me like this, then I can be whatever I want to be. Like, I can do it all. So, Olive, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I, I, I need to take this job of being a hype man very seriously. What do you think? Yeah, you can learn from a lot of people. You don't even need to learn from anyone. Like, come on, you are the knowledge itself already. So, you take it up, yes. Okay, okay. I'm so excited today. How are you doing, Alex? I mean, this is so very wonderful to meet you. Tell everybody, including me, how you're doing. Well, I'm doing well. I'm trying to keep positive despite the fact that, you know, the government, the Nigerian government and everything around us feels like it's falling upon us at the moment, you know. This lack of oil and everything, you know, it's, it's making our productivity very difficult. So hopefully it gets better very soon. Please don't let me start my own tears about this country. <laughs> because if I do, seriously, I'm, I'm taking it personal already. So on to brighter things, right? How did your Friday night go? I mean, TGIF, man. How did your Friday night go? Please tell me you did something su superiorly and extremely interesting and all cool. Okay, um, interesting and cool. Sleep is cool. Huh. While being out all night is actually stressful. But you can actually call me a boring person, but I'm not boring. But when you know that I had fun from Monday to Friday in the studio, like recording with my and everything so i'm trying to make sure that their music is on point and everything like that's what i do so that's an interesting life to me already so you guys alex just said sleep is cool please let me tell you how they do this weekend thing so only care took herself and her girls out clubbing on a friday night which was yesterday see if you want to make it in life avoid Killer shots at Long Island. That thing literally knocked out my brain. Like, I was like, what? In fact, at the point, I was seeing too many things, but definitely I had fun. It was crazy. Like, it was a very wonderful and brilliant experience. And I think we need to show Alex the way. We need to take him out to experience and to catch, like, that cruise of a lifetime. <laughs> Guys, what do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's agreeing with this one. You definitely have any contrary thing to say <laughs> well um, i don't have, i don't have anything contrary to say except the fact that thank god we survived the long shots of tequila 
that. If not, you wouldn't be here talking with me right now. So thank God for Survivor and for making it here and those things didn't actually affect you. So. <laughs> you <laughs> my guy but then moving on to what we're talking about today it's an interesting topic it's very relatable and very sound we're talking about the significance of cultural identity as an individual i mean everybody says i'm from this culture we all want to like inspire a particular culture so alex what do you think what does cultural identity mean to you okay cultural identity to me just um, your belief and the values you have that are actually vested in your culture that is how your culture has shaped you like has shaped you over time and how you relate with other people around you that, that to me is cultural identity I totally agree with you your culture shaping you and everything actually there's a definition of cultural identity from social reports I want to share with you it's very similar to what you explained earlier. Cultural identity is an important contributor to people's well-being. Identifying with a particular culture, you know, it gives you and it gives people that feeling of belonging and security. Cultural identity also provides people with access to social networks, which provide support, shared values and aspiration. Everything you said is the same thing. Cultural identity is like, oh, I'm from this culture, let me identify with them, let me do things or let me live my life the way this culture or this particular tribe does things. And it's really awesome, you know, when you get to this environment, like, do you remember the points that I live in Lagos, I grew up in Lagos. Every weekend or every other weekend, there is an Owambe happening. You just know that when you go there, you will see somebody that you can relate with based on culture. Am I right, Alex? Yeah, you definitely are right. Like, um, Joe Wambe is like the best thing that ever happened to the Yoruba culture. Like, so <laughs> you've been there every Saturday. Like, I know there are people that actually live their life to like to be, like to just go for one best. Like, every they don't miss it. They just want to be there. You know, the party is good, the music is good, and of course, the food is always good. So, yes, like. That's one day it's peculiar to you, but them culture, yes. Fizzo in Owabe, they sell big, big meats, as in Bomo, Ogidigo, strong, very sweet Bomo. So please take yourself out to an Owabe today, definitely after you finish listening to this podcast. So, Alex, how does cultural identity affect communication, your communication with people, your friends, your family, and the world at large? Okay, well, in my years so far, like the way when I started from professional to how me like I actually grew, I have communicated with different sort of people, and I can tell like it's different from everyone. Um, let's use Nigerian Nigerian context for example now, right? Like when you are talking to a Yoruba man, like you just mentioned about the one now, but when it comes to communication, it's different. Um, to an average Yoruba man, like you have to talk to them respectfully. Right. To an evil person, you have to be very careful with not to waste your time because, of course, time is money. Yeah, we're body minded <laughs> And then to an outsider, you need to talk like explicitly because you need to be very, very like fair time. You need to know that, yes, you are not trying to affect them, you are not trying to um, say something different from what you really mean. You have to talk like, you have to explain to them what you actually mean. When you are talking to a white person, 
just like the person that somewhere that is not that is a non-African person per se. Yeah, or even some Africans too, because you know, civilization and modernization has affected some people. They have to talk to the fact that they have to um, trust you, and that's where the point of um, what's it called? Like what was it was that word? Like body language comes into like play. You have to look at them, yeah, gestures and everything. Not like you don't fall your shoulders because you feel like oh falling my shoulders means I want to grab like my pockets and bring that gun in life. You just have to look at them, they have to trust you. Like that's why culture is actually different, like when you come to it. Wow, that's interesting though. So you mean uh, uh in your relating or in your communicating with non-African people like the Westerners, you definitely and constantly have to maintain eye contact use your body language so that you can be able to get what you're saying right yeah of course like i've even spoken to people both on phone calls and on video calls before like what like every time they're like what are you looking at like come on i'm just looking at my fan like i'm not trying to i'm not lying to you i'm trying to be trustworthy so yes just how to keep you have to maintain that eye contact every time i call you Wow, that's interesting. So, do you believe that cultural identity could change over time? Do you think that the way Nigeria is going, the way um, the Igbos are now doing things, because there's this debate they always have on Twitter, or even naturally, I'm an Igbo girl. I go to the market and I'm like, Madam, please, I want to buy, um, let's um, say, melon, for instance. And she starts speaking Igbo for me. And I'm like, first of all, why would you think I'm Igbo? That you just start using the language of me. Then if I'm like, okay, madam, please, English. They go, <laughs> my mama say I'm the Igbo. <laughs> all these Igbo people. And um, they cannot train their children. But you see Yoruba people, right from two years old, they will start speaking Yoruba. So do you actually think that cultural identity could change over time based on modernization like you um, earlier discussed and um, civilization? So um, the two things actually differ like human beings from each other is this um, you know, civilization and education, right? Sometimes they say ignorance is bliss, but it's actually okay. I feel like yes, it's actually what you don't know, you don't know, and what you know, you actually know. Right? This is say like if you know, you know, right? So um, what I feel with modernization and civilization actually changing the way culture is is based on the fact that you know parents and um, relatives are getting lazy and they feel like okay education like western education is like the only thing they need like children actually need so imagine a child growing up somewhere um in like let's say a uh, yoruba boy growing up in like potakot now which obviously i'm potakot doesn't i didn't grow up here so but i've seen a lot of people right like where they actually grew up actually changed them imagine growing up somewhere in like maybe the streets of like maybe diogo for instance now yoruba boy and then you have different people like Jew is actually an influx of like, Calabari people, Ikwe people, who own, like people that own butter pots and other people like that. So you don't actually expect the same behavior from someone who grew up, who grew up in the West to growing up in butter But Lagos is different because there are different people and probably you are seeing maybe Ikurudu or Jota and then yes, you are from Ogun State or Oshun State and they're able to yes, continue with speaking Yoruba. So yes, it's definitely going to affect the way people think about culture wow so you're saying in the next one two three or let's say 10 years from now cultural identity could change yes exactly in fact it's, it's already happening said give it like six seven years from now 
probably it's probably going to change except you have parents that are yes let's say you need to they really want you to actually learn they want you to actually not speak your language they want to actually come they actually want you to um you know have um and if they want to influence or they want you to be influenced by culture yes wow is language it's so of transmission for of one's culture and values do you think um the fact that your parents spoke Yoruba to you because I believe you said you're you're Yoruba boy, right? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, from which state, please? Bora State. Wow, amazing. Do you believe that the fact that your parents spoke Yoruba to you, the whole language thing, cultural thing, the values about um, Yoruba people, the Yoruba tradition, do you think it is a tool for the transmission of those values and cultures and everything? Yes, yes, of course. Like for instance, now like we are trying to greet, you prostrate or you kneel, right? So before you kneel, you actually see those words, which is in language, Yoruba language. You are also an evil girl. You know what I'm trying to say. So yeah. yes, like language is actually a tool for transmission of culture because even when you shout, start shouting, like you know, you like you are trying to hide yourself, like you saying something like it be gay now, like it is actually like illegal slang and it's Yoruba, obviously. Or enable you are, you are you're actually hyping yourself like the way when for example now this rich man the evil man from the east Udubu, uh, yes. exactly so of course when you say Udubu, you say Gege, or you say ah upo, upo. Yes. yeah that's it's definitely a tool it's a tool for language transport for cultural transmission it is wow because i know that i watched the king of boys series both the movie and then the, the new one that came out on netflix you know, there are some things that have been said, like there are some adages that were used, that it sounds more meaningful in Yoruba. When it's translated to English, you may not really get the coco of what your parents was trying to tell you. It's just like in Lion's Heart too, when Peter Doche will tell Genevieve Naji about certain things, he would use certain people proverbs. Trust me, my parents do it a lot. When they've talked to me, when they've scolded me and they discovered that ah, this English is not working, you know, they will just use one very strong evil proverb to pass their message across. And trust me, it sinks That's in. <laughs> yeah, by the time you pass that message, you know already, like, you know, okay, fine. This, I'm supposed to calm down now. Okay, this is, this is them scolding me and this is actually them praising me for, yes, sometimes. For example, coming come, coming first in school now, like, oh, come on, me, you're that kind of thing. You feel all right, you're fine, oh yeah, now, what bad, this kind of thing. Like, so it's very, that's what they actually do. I know that, yes, even when you grow, you keep on with that mentality that, okay, like, when I, when I do right by my parents, they praise me when I do wrong, I know what to expect already. So the language comes in play, and honestly, I really feel it should, like, last forever, but, you know, things happen, situations happen, and, you just have to move past it. Cultural identity is something that's so powerful because, you know, now in the Western world, if something happens or if a particular person displays a particular attribute, the, a person that was not there when it happened comes and maybe he's been told about it and I know this person that did this particular thing was different from Nigeria or was he from How is Exactly. So it's, it's at this cultural identity thing is very, very like serious, important because you know it's identifying with a particular set of people. 
is um, knowing, okay, I belong to this culture. I'm supposed to do this. I'm allowed to do this. My culture permits me to do this. Or these are the values. That's what we're talking about. Language, like we said, is very, very important in trans, um, transmitting cultural identity to the next generation and next, which is very, very important. So, what um, was your experience growing up in your family? In what ways has it impacted your view on family appearances um, relating this to cultural identity and what discussion we're having now? Okay, um, first of all, like, I think it comes from the past where, from where I come from, like, there is this sense of, you know, belonging and, you know, we put our relatives and our friends, like, first of all, like, we put them well, like, we put them in, we wheel them in nice thing, right? So, you actually knowing that you are from this place, you are from that place, the people are, the people where my, my tribal people don't behave this way, okay, if I was among them, what would I do? What, what what would I do? So you know you are from that place, just definitely your sense of belonging will tell you already that okay, this is it. And this is how it's going to affect the way I talk to other people. This is how the way this is going to affect my parenting because I'm going probably going to look at it that okay, why growing up my parents did this and when I have my own children, which of course I'm not married, but then I see it with a lot of people, you know, we have grandparents and same way the grandparents treat the kids, that's the way they treat their kids too. So um, yes, just sense of belonging generally. Well, first of all, before I you know give my view on that, single ladies, he just said he's not married, so please, this is only talking. I'm giving you permission to shoot your shots. <laughs> so, um, my view about this parenting, um, family thing, relating to cultural identity. Okay, I recently went for a wedding, you know, and what I saw today, I already planned. I already made up my mind that I was going to go and slay. As in slay like as in I know ghosting nobody. And that's why I did. My car on for the trap was really, really, really smoking hot. Then my wife went out there, that's my case, had one sweet, one high thigh sweet. You know, African mothers, they saw the picture based on family, culture identity, like, hey God. See, the anybody can see you anywhere. You cannot do this in Nigeria. You can go outside and do all this, but you see here. Please, my dear. This is the family name you are talking about. No, please. I was like, ah, it is just like a girl, mom. Like, how is it putting the family name as free? <laughs> but then I understood the fact that um she's a mom and she has to represent in quotes the culture. Okay, I have to be like look all pretty proper. Oh, this is a very good child. Um, she's evil and you know definitely marketable to young men. That's what our parents think nowadays. Parenting, I understand their style of parents, but there are a lot of things they did that I think I'll do differently. Very different. Although the whole um inculcating the culture, the value system is going to be sound. But there are some things I saw them doing that in my own time, I feel like I would do it differently and better. My parents did a very wonderful job, but I feel like there's more. And with the way this, um, the world is changing, the way my, my mom is giving me a barrier back in the day and slap me, I can't do that for my you know, kids. There are actually like different levels of that, like when they start, there are different things for you, but I think this is 
I don't know if I, I can't even remember their names, but yeah, there's Abara, Forty, Ibati, so the levels of which you have been worked, like we know that yeah, this is like the aggravation of what I have just done. And yeah, there needs to be a form of check and balance in our um, culture, you know. Like you said, things are the things that were acceptable back then are no more acceptable today. Like it's just I feel like culture also plays a way in like marketability of female children to just okay, like you said now, I just trying to say okay, um, let's train her this way, like she dressed like this. Exactly. Like, come and marry her, that kind of thing. Like I mean it's different now, you know. Reducing the girl child to just marriage is very, very wrong. I feel that it's more to even the girl child. I mean, she's a generation, like, you even look at it. So, girl child is not just for marriage. So, culture should, culture shouldn't um, play a way in which, uh, you know, you, you market people. Just a way, we should actually find a way to check and balance things now. Because, yeah, things are getting different and we need to do things differently again. When people from other countries think about your culture, what do you think they think about? Okay, like honestly, um, this is not sensitive, but this is probably the right place to even say it. You know, there is more to me being African, there is more to me being a Nigerian than just a black person. You know, like, I mean, when you see Africans, they see this togetherness, right? Because they feel like, okay, they are still probably back in the days when we black people were being taken as slaves. And then there is this, they just see everybody in chains. Like, come on, Africa is freedom, man. Like, freedom to do different things. That's what, okay, that's what they actually see. Like, they feel like it's okay, togetherness. But togetherness in the fact that we are still in one day, but this is freedom. We are together in freedom. Yes, that's what they probably see like, right now. Wow, but they're so wrong about it. Because, I mean, now, we black people, we African people, we're creating magic all over the world. Like, we're almost, in fact, not almost, we're taking over this world. Don't you think so? Yeah, we're taking over the world, and they probably see this is the time to actually come to Africa and do things. Now, you can number of companies setting up um, offices in Africa from all sectors, you know, aviation, electricity, music, sports, everywhere. So, yes, Africa is the future. That's what you probably see right now. We blacks were taking over, get ready, because we've started and we end stopping for nobody. Yeah. So, right, what do you think your management style is? Okay, my management style, in which I try to work with, um, you know, um, subordinates and people that that answer to me, actually go between um, persuasiveness and then collaborativeness. Yeah, being collaborative and being persuasive that's it because at the end of the day you know you you as a manager you're trying to get things done you're trying to see deals and whichever way you feel like it gets done although some people actually go with you know being um being um what was the name what's the word like trying to just force things on people but i feel like you should have a democratic way around it that means you be democratic you're actually going to be persuasive and also collaborative wow wow that's interesting so you in other words, you don't force yourself on them, you just make them see the need. Exactly, so, exactly, exactly. Just that. So how do you would you describe your work environment? How is how does it look like on a work day? How do you balance your work life um, relationship? How do you balance um, everything pertaining to work and life? So I'm going to use um three words. Um creativity, 
freedom and flexibility because if you have these three things like like in your work i feel like you can do you are do exploits like you are not under pressure to deliver like you just take your time and then you're able to think forward you're able to you become you become a forward thinker for yourself and your organization so impact in that way also impacting yourself and your career so yes wow that's amazing that's really amazing what are your company values please can you tell us what um, your company holds strongly so um our company owns like every organization i ever work with and my current organization right um we like to you know think ahead we like to solve problems and then we like to evolve like right now in my world of music you know digital is taking over right uh, we don't have to sell cds or um we don't have to sell cds anymore right you try to listen to music on your on yeah if you're streaming you try to stream music and everything so that means if you are trying to stream more music we are trying to get more listeners to our to the artists we are supporting and the artists we are working with that means you have to think digitally and digitally means what you have to look for other regions of the world whereby we can put our music out to and our listeners can actually come from them and become fans of the artists we work with so yeah we just try to think so and then wow your your company sounds so interesting i mean proactiveness solving problems evolving who wouldn't work want to work with this kind of company i mean you like that's why you're so comfortable enjoying your work life and balancing it with wow that's amazing how would you describe your company's um, culture okay like like i said yeah, that, um, you know our company allows us to me especially to just um handle things my own way like try to be proactive and try to be creative and you know just getting the job done at the end of the day is it however we choose to do it just get it done but then don't try to you know um meddle in the company's like just try to be a good name to the company outside like don't try to embarrass the company yeah wow that's awesome it's really um one thing to have an employee and be confident enough that oh when i'm not there this person is going to handle the business without complications wow great job great job and i really must commend your company it's it's all the things you've said about it all the things i've been hearing man like it, it's really a very very wonderful place to work so finally on the weekend gallery podcast with alex do you think the african cultural identity has had a negative or positive impact on the African society globally. Oh my god, it has had a very, very positive like, um, impact globally. Because when you look at it, like everybody likes Africans, like even like if you like Africans are the most sought after, even in the dating scene, like everybody wants to date an African man, they want to date in Kenya, in Nigeria, because they feel like oh African men are strong, they work hard and eventually get to where they want to be and of course like being an african has had a very positive impact like i believe like one of the richest men in the world like, is nigerian is african the person of aniko dakuti so there are more people african is breeding the next next out of the next like i mean rich people like where there's people in the world right now so yes that's a positive impact wow you can tell that we're, we've been enjoying this conversation and 
definitely like i said before we're taking over and we're still taking over alex it's been so wonderful having you on the weekend getaway podcast it's been amazing this conversation has been really good so please next week friday just put me on the phone let me take you to somewhere that you're gonna have legit fun thank you so much everybody for listening we really appreciate you we want to hear questions we want to hear feedback till the next time on the weekend getaway podcast